listening to an episode of the Let's Netflix and Chill podcast hosted by Reese Chanson. Sibegilama Biscop. Sibegilai namba namba. Sishama movie. Ama movie as a gangster. Okay, that was just me trying to sound cool. Okay, today we're looking at a South African-based film. It's a trilogy, I think. A part three of a film that came out on 2013. And a miniature series that came out on 2027. Portrayed by the same actor and, of course, the same writer, um, Donovan Mash. And director directs and writes the script for all three stories i think okay uh well 154 minutes of uh, entertainment i was about to say epic entertainment but it's far-fetched okay this is a purely south african story that has been corrupted diluted by the influences of hollywood uh, they've got a few things on this film that have that African authenticity that make it purely African and purely amazing. And then they whitewash it with a bunch of uh, Hollywood nonsense that it's so cliche. You can find it literally in every nonsense Hollywood regurgitates towards the masses. This film, if it, it, it it's a film that's South African. A film that has rich culture and rich tradition. A film that managed to capture the, the beating heart of Johannesburg. They showed the streets. They showed the slums. They showed the ghetto itself. Which I thought was pretty cool. Instead of showing the suburbs and all the, the big places. The Santons and the Rustenburgs. No, they didn't do that. They showed South Africa. Where the people are. The heart and soul of the people. Which seemed pretty cool for a point and uh they fucked it up at certain point and of course i have to credit the the crew behind the scenes the cgi on the hyena is not entirely horrible not of course if you've actually seen the hyena up close um you can see how horrible it is but if you have not seen one it's pretty dope now but I would applaud the hyena in terms of, except for its mouth. That's what I, that was troubling me. But besides, everything else was perfect on the hyena. By my personal sort, it didn't seem cartoony. That was the interesting part about the whole hyena scenes. Every scene that had the hyena in it, it didn't seem cartoony, which was great by my opinion. So that was pretty great. So we look at the story of um, Chilean Shoes, uh, two cops, um, um, uh, cops or young men that uh, are from, um, how do we put this, uh, from the streets in a way, and orphans that turn into cops. Now, of course, like I said in the beginning, this is a three-part, I mean, like this is the third, um, the sequel, really, to a second film and there's a series in between so but the beauty of this it's sort of a continuation of a story but you don't necessarily have to watch the first two uh the the first film or or the series to fully grasp the storyline it just merits and builds on its own
Of course, the story has a few problems. I don't know if it's the directing or the writing. It seemed a bit pushed, like far, fast forwarded. Like they were trying to make a quick movie and try to make a quick buck out of it. Like there's far too little character development. There's far too much uh, naivety and gullibility in the film. Like a lot of people are believed over nonsense. Uh, a lot of nonsense gets let to fly. Uh, but the actors themselves, they did what they they did the best that they could with a shitty script. Like um, hmm. I'm a bit sleepy while I was recording this, so I apologize for all the yawning. Like the the brigadier played by Brenda, if I'm saying her name right. Um, she did an incredible job. So, she did an incredible job. Like she she did too much for too little. Like she said too much did too much too much acting she has an ability of acting like incredible on any role she takes but she i feel like she overdid it but her acting in itself gave the police station some some life but the whole point where she was corrupt uh, messed up everything in my personal opinion but it was i felt like it was an unnecessary touch Making her corrupt, but it is. Uh, the film is quite cliche, like they portray some sort of Robin Hood, Hollywood esque nonsense where criminals rob uh, the rich and give to the poor, which is not an African thing. It's totally not an African thing. Africa is where someone wins a tender. To build a bridge and they eat all the money and build no bridges. That's how it's done, corruption. Mm -hmm. You don't steal to give to the people, you steal to feed your mouth. I was expecting them to steal all the gold and stop buying cars and houses. But I guess there was a plot twist. Because the first scene, the trio of siblings, the trio of siblings that do the heist... They, they gave out an impression that they were balling, living lavishly. But that was not the case. And the worst part is, how do you meet someone the first fucking day at a club after they beat up some random stranger you don't fucking know and decide to take them on a million, I'm going to say million dollar, on a million dollar heist that could potentially get you arrested for years. Does not make sense whatsoever. And on top of that, he even reveals he's a fucking cop. And you take him to the heist on the first fucking day. Like, like I said, this film was fast forwarded. Them meeting him at a pub or at a club and finding interest in him. Nothing wrong with that. It taking several days before they actually rob a place with them. That makes more sense. And how do they have a set of clean change of clothes. For a guy they just met. That surprisingly fit him. Well. But you might say hey Reese they already planned on getting a third guy. 
Of course. And somehow they knew his height. Shoulder. Like everything was perfect. It was the perfect fit for this guy. So that in itself shocked me. It was astonishing. But I wasn't fuming. So I'll give it that. But in terms of being fuming. Man, there was a few scenes that really chapped my eyes. I was really pissed. But then I got over it. So I moved on from it. So I will say, like uh, the car chases, for one. How does a cop follow a, a group of criminals when it's so fucking visible? And how do criminals just drive around and not get caught? Like, and not be aware of there's a a fucking van bro a van following you like everywhere and the cops park their van where they listen in the most obvious places and they walk out of the van wearing police uniform smoking cigarettes fam astonishing stuff i tell you just amazing and of course, there there are a few gruesome scenes for you parents out there. If you happen to be a parent and you're watching this and you're wondering, can I let my child, my under 12-year-old child to watch, my under 16-year-old child to watch, ah, 16s, they're going to watch it anyway, to watch this. And honest answer is sure. But what do what to expect as a parent? You will find a lot of swearing. They will say things like, motherfucker, fuck you. Yep, I shouldn't even be saying this, but they will say things like that. Uh, gruesome things. A guy will be crushed by a royal mint coin presser, I'm assuming. But I'm disappointed they didn't actually show me that scene. I would have loved to see how they would have done brain oozing or just spilling out of someone's skull. That would have been pretty cool. So that didn't happen. Which disappointed me to... Uh, regard a guy's finger was chopped off with a butcher's knife i think that i'm not sure if that was a machete or a butcher's knife but i think it was a butcher's knife i could be wrong and somehow his fingerprint is used to scan and at a certain place and get them gold so many fucking loose ends that need proper clearance like ironically the guy who has all the gold happens to look like the guy who's trying to steal all the gold who happens to be a cop who happens to be undercover and it just perfectly matches that he might look like some fucking dictator that myself my friend rather astonished me it seemed like a lot of things in this film were a mere coincidence. It wasn't as if someone was a pure genius and he had orchestrated everything from the beginning. Come to think about it, if, if it was like that, that would be genius. But it's not like that. Not that at all. Yeah, so 
the hyena gets killed or shot in the end, so kudos to the hyena killer. Uh, the hyena owner gets his head crushed by a coin press from a bank of... Okay, let's talk about the coin press. How the fuck does a federal bank throw away a proper coin press that happens to be pressing coins that have value of a lot of money and no one finds it odd is beyond me. It's beyond me. It's just, wow. Speechless here. Speechless. Like, this film has a lot of undeveloped scenes and scenarios that could have made the story richer. For one, Shuza's wife is pregnant since the start of the film. She ends up giving birth while they're chasing a criminal, the hyena man. And somehow he goes there. I expected there to be some sort of development, some sort of story regarding his character development. But none of that happens. Only thing that happens is Chili goes to jail. For his crimes, apparently. That's the only thing that happens. And towards the end, it seems like there might be a third one. I mean, a fourth one. Like some sort of prison break of some sort. But hey, I don't know shit. That's what it seems like. Now, I'm just saying that there was, there was a lot of development there that could have been done. Like, for instance, if they're making another one. Can it still be called Inamba Number? Like, a proper undercover cop break-in. Can they still call it that? With, with the lead protagonist no longer a police officer, basically a criminal. The whole point of the story was for, for Chi to go back to being a police officer because all the kids looked up to him. And I don't know how the kids are looking up to him now that he's a criminal and he's in jail. He could have just fleed with the whole dancing crew and left with the with the good fake Samaritans. I still don't understand how how people in Johannesburg, in South Africa, in Africa, are stealing money from the wealthy and they're giving it to the people. It doesn't make sense, but whatever. I've already spoken about this. Let me not dwell into it, but it, it, it pains me, like deeply pains me. Like I feel the pain within my core. It doesn't make sense. But hey, it is written. Now, the writing has a few issues. But the acting, for me, based on what they were given, they did a pretty good job. The problem is the writing. Like, the story was fast-forwarded. Lack of character development, like I already said. Shoes' wife should have been developed. His, her pregnancy situation, Shoes' personality should have been developed. He's got a kid. He should have stolen the gold for himself, for one. I'm just saying. It doesn't make sense that Chili does all that to go to jail. I get it. He did that all that so he could shield his buddy from being in trouble after the gold disappears. But cops chase bad guys all the time. It happens all the time. You don't arrest the cops. For one, the brigadier was a criminal who wanted to steal gold for herself. And some sort of general she kept mentioning. 
So there was really no need for Chile to stay behind. Yes, they'd say in court, Chile was in a sting operation and ended up turning bad. It happens all the time. Yes, Chile was his, the guy who, who got all the information, but... Everything was going smoothly until the brigadier started trying to rob the gold for himself. Probably Chile left because of that. He was always complaining about how corrupt the police is. I'm just saying, that should have done with the judge and everything. But hey, and how do you give a guy who runs a, a child shelter a gold ass bar? What the f where is he selling a gold bar? Where? So you're telling me you're giving someone a huge ass gold bomb. You don't have the minting, mint press. You don't have that anymore. You literally crush someone's head on it, which means the police are going to confiscate it. You're giving a guy who raised you a gold bomb. Where is he selling the gold bar? Who is he selling the gold bar to? That's what I want to know. Who and where and how and for how much? But whatever, the good Samaritans disappear with the gold and we know nothing about them. And, I, and the whole time I thought Chile had some sort of sexual vibe with that girl. But the director or the writer thought it was not important to develop that in any possible way. Which was weird to me. So Jonathan Myers or Mayers... Donovan, rather, not Jonathan. Donovan, your writing needs work. It's like Netflix gave them a deadline and they just had to meet it with a crappy film that could have been beautiful. Oh, I'm not even going to talk about the Kung Fu martial arts scene at the bar. Jesus, they invited Jackie Chan in here. How does a girl in the streets somehow know how to kick ass with a bamboo? Okay, that was not a bamboo stick. I'm just going to say a bamboo stick because it sounds perfect. She was using a literally lamp pole. I'm just saying. She was kicking ass like she was Bruce Lee. Or Cynthia Rock Rock, for that matter. She was just kicking ass. It was amazing. And how did they get so violent? In the beginning of the scene where he's on the bomb... Chili does a little nod to some guy and some guy starts causing trouble. So by my assumption is, but, but not by my assumption, by the seams of the film is they set it up. That guy did trouble. Chili would kick him out. He would impress the bad guys. Okay. Why does the guy come back to get his ass beat? I don't get it. I'm not even going to talk about meeting a person for the first time and introduce them to the whole crime family and show just because they look like some other dude. I, that, that, that's crazy to me. I already spoke about that. I'm not even going to speak about that. I'm just fucking tired of this film on that concept and aspect. I think they sh if they really wanted to make a proper thing, this could have been spread out to a mini series for some sort because there's so much information. There's so much to tell but they fast forwarded it. That's what I'm saying. And how the fuck can cops fail to catch criminals in a 
fucking mall. A mall. And how the fuck's a criminal a cops failing to get into a warehouse where they literally saw people go in? They're trying to open it like their guest. Ram it. You've already wasted government money by getting a chopper in the air, by chartering a plane, I think. Y'all did a whole bunch of shit. Amazing stuff. And, and how the gold was robbed is just pathetic. And question, in what universe do you use an index finger to... I thought they used a thumb in everything. A thumb. Not a bloody index finger. They use an index finger, my friend, to scan some sort of tablet that would allow them to get into a bank. Weird. They tried to make it Hollywood, but they failed to make it Hollywood. Like, usually in Hollywood, they'll be walking in some sort of vault with, with light sensors and lightsabers and all sorts of laser shit with eyes. Sensors and motion detectors and all these type of cool shit. You're like, God damn, how the hell did these go and get in here? But these do a simple swap. They steal a car. A fucking car. Wow. I am astonished. The, the whole idea of them doing the swap at a hotel is pretty non Hollywood. Seems pretty simple. But they somehow fucked it up. Why would they... An index finger. And if this guy's putting gloves on and he's using another guy's finger as his own, how was he holding the finger within the socket of the glove? With what? I literally saw him place it in at last minute. And it didn't fall at any point. And for that matter, the finger didn't even look like the rest of the guy's hands. <sighs> Astonishing. Astonishing indeed. The actors were incredible. In my personal opinion, with whatever nonsense they were given, they did a pretty good job. The writing, that's what needs work. That is what was horrible. The actors gave it justice. They did not flop, but sometimes they overdid it. They overdid it because they had so many fucking lines to say that absolutely had nothing. Didn't add value to the story. Lines like the, the stupid Brigadier speech that she was giving. Even if those speeches were not part of the story, the story would have went on the way it was. But they just had to add it. They added nonsense that was not relevant to the story and subtracted stuff that could have been relevant to the story. I'm just saying. They did a lot of weird shit and fucked up probably that what could have been a great-ass story. Just so they can wrap it up and say, Cut! And scene. Let's move on to editing. When they could have done more acting. And probably more brilliance. 
But hey, it is what it is. They tried what they tried and they failed miserably. I am not saying anything more. I think I've exhausted my thoughts on this. Ah, go watch it. Number number. Josie Gold. I am disappointed. I was so anxious to watch this. And they disappointed me. These guys showed me so much promise. Bro, so much. But disappointed me very. There's even an apartheid vibe of some sort where they got this white cop who works in a basement. Apparently he was working since apartheid and he didn't want to quit because he just loves the job. And they're giving him some racist vibes. Hello, weird, man. Hello, weird. And they set up a team. How the fuck do detectives study people for a while and not know a goddamn thing about? They got all suspects. A list of whole bunch of suspects, but they know nothing about them. How do you take pictures of people that you consider to be suspects, but you don't know a damn thing about them? But the whole idea is they white, so they can't know the black people. Really, nigga? Ra they made something that wasn't so racial, racial. Like everybody knows all the white people have all the money. So if a white guy wants to infiltrate, they make a business trade of some sort but the whole concept that the, the white guys couldn't go undercover amongst the blacks okay that makes a bit sense but it doesn't it's the rainbow nation nigga shit has changed god damn where is the thinking in this thing i'm disappointed i'm not mad i'm disappointed Aye, but I is do more shy acting here in a but but I my lady ah I'm disappointed man I this could have been this could have been I mean this could have been in ah this could have been perfect but ish the writing when man like the dancing crew whatever they are called eh? The, the, the good Samaritans, eh? There's a guy who's mute, who uses sign language, and it's the worst sign languaging I've ever seen. The sign language is like of that guy who was signing for, for the ANC until Barack Obama showed up, and he was caught. What was his name again? Him. Yeah. The sign languaging was a joke. Like, dude, has, you have several lines. Y'all couldn't teach this nigga proper sign language for a few fucking words. Like, really? Dude be pointing at his chest all the time. And this other lady, who I don't even know the character of her name, be coming up with the whole sentences of this nigga be saying. Like, what the fuck? And there's nothing about the whole dancing crew, the criminals. Like, what? Do, why are they stealing? Why are they giving back to the, 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 the streets? And how are people spending all this money Without it being confiscated. Really? I know. Like, in what universe does a bank suddenly think everybody's showing up with a bunch of coins that are worth a lot of money, untraceable, because they're done with the proper shit? Suddenly everybody in the neighborhood's got this coin? And you're giving everybody money back? You're not confiscating it. You're not doing anything. The police work here needs needs some fucking help. I mean, like, if you suspect there's some sort of malice with the money coming in, that you open a fucking investigation over it, 
surely and every time you catch people they say it was left at the door it was left at the door like that's information they should have known before they even did the investigation but no they didn't know that the undercover cop had to find out himself and how the fuck do they know people were stealing gold because a few jewelry stores were being robbed? But at the same time, a bunch of poor people from the Psalms show up at a bank every fucking Tuesday with all the gold in the world. And somehow everybody gives an alibi for everybody at this bank. Doesn't make sense. But what? I mean, not at the bank, at this bar. Like, and what's with the old lady who, who the kids called her mother? I mean, the robberies called her mother. She got killed in the end. I get that. What's the story behind her? Why is she doing all this? Where do they get the money to steal the mint and put put it in place? How do they get acquire the warehouse? Where do they learn the skill to press the coins? Oh, my God. There's so many fucking unanswered questions. But the writer takes no little effect, no little time, no little effort to explain these things to us. What we discovered is Chili got tired of being a cop because it was corrupt. Because the bad guys always won. And we find out the bad guys are always winning because the police are in cahoots with the bad guys. That happens in every fucking cop story. That's, that's normal. Yeah, man. And the fact that Chili just switches sides doesn't make sense to me. If you switch sides because he was caressed and romanced by that girl and the crime and the goodness, okay, fine. But it doesn't seem like she romanced his ass. Well, it seems like they did because they got a hell of a vibe. Oh, the actors just have a vibe and it's not on the script. I don't know. If they have a vibe, the, the director didn't. Let that flourish. That could have changed a whole lot of shit. I'm just saying. Just saying. A lot of missing elements here. And the whole thing about the, 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 the inmates in prison trying to escape. Why are they inviting this nigga to escape? If they got a plan to escape, or what do they need him for? Exactly. Weird shit. A lot of weird shit about this film. Like, lack of character development, fam. Like, how does a woman who, who's a, the first female bracketeer, in her own words, corrupt after she said she, she fought her way to be at the top? You're all, you fought your way at the top to show women empowerment for one, so women can do what men can do. And the thing that you choose to do is be a criminal, a horrible one at that. A horrible one at that. So horrible that you want one of your subordinates to be a criminal like you, and he quits his job. And after a while, he comes back, and you welcome him with open arms, and you put him in probably the biggest things of his fucking life. And this thing runs smoothly because cops are incompetent. 
you're incompetent. Everybody's incompetent, really. It's just a joke. This could have this is probably the worst thing film I've ever seen. And it's not the actor's fault, it's the writer and director's fault. But hey, there is a lot of fight scenes here. Like I said, there's some kung fu shit in it too. There's a lot of fight scenes. Like I said, I was disappointed I didn't see the head crushed by the coin. That would have been cool. And how does a nigga get a gold bar hits this nigga in the head. This nigga supposed to get a concussion. Somehow already has the strength to beat up a nigga and crush him. Like a gold. Oh, I don't. <sighs> nigga should have been unconscious for a few days. But whatever. Nigga got a heart. The, the, the skull of an Iron Man. I don't know what the hell he has on his head. But nigga tough. Yeah, nah. Okay, Reese, you've said a lot of shit you complain about this film. And you've said a few things that you thought were intriguing. Tell us now, Reese. Tell us, Mr. Reese. What did you enjoy about this film? What made you keep watching it after an hour and 54 minutes? Support local content. That's it. I have nothing else to say. Now that was entertaining. You just listened to an episode of the Let's Netflix and Chill podcast with Reese Jansen. With that being said, remember to support the podcast on Patreon. And let's hang out another time. Adios, folks. Adios.